Good day, my friends. We're starting a little bit early, earlier, 8 o'clock Eastern Time versus 9 a.m. This is, by the way, the Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March. Where does that come from? Have you ever heard that expression? Have you ever heard the expression? I have a friend who has never heard of anything. He doesn't know anything. You throw out things that you would think. You know, what's the Federal Reserve? What is that exactly? See, where have you been? You know, that kind of thing. Well, I'm not going to bother with the eyes of ours, but where does this come from? And here's the best part. If somebody says, well, I don't really know. This is what people will, and I like people who at least ask. Many people will say, well, I don't know this before. It's not important. It's not for my time. Well, obviously, uh, Julius Caesar. It's kind of the way we are today. See, what does that mean? What is, the, what is the purpose of that? It doesn't really matter. Well, do some research. Now, let me give you an example of something. Who owns our country? Let me give you an analogy. When people, some, when, when two people meet, man and woman, typically, but just different variations, but they meet, they, they live just for themselves. They, they see each other just for themselves, at least initially. All they know is each other. That's it. Me, you, that's it. That's the only focus they have. It's a wonderful thing. They fall in love, and it's great. And it's the only focus, the only thing. You, me, nobody exists, nobody, nothing, no interlopers, no, nobody. Me and you. Okay. That's stage number one. Then it picks up. At some particular point, someone will say, I want to bring you maybe to meet the family or Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it is. And then you kind of get an idea of, oh, who's that? Oh, that's my Uncle Dave. Really? Yeah, Uncle Dave. You see my... He was my father's youngest brother. Who's that? Oh, that's Mama. There's grandparents always have stupid names. You notice that? Mom and Dad, Mommy, Daddy. That's about it. Grandparents get names that are like that. That's a Cuckoo, Mimi, Momo. You know all these names. Who's that? Oh, that's that's Momo uh, Adams. Well, was she? Well, okay. And you feel like an idiot. Momo's like Momo Giganti. Who is this? Uh, Carmine? Anyway, Galanti. And then you start figuring things out. And then you become more and more involved. And then you start really seeing how things work. And then you see the power structure. And you see it not only in the power structure, but you see it in terms of... And you'll, you'll see it like two people who just meet. At first, it's kind of like a settling of power. Like, who run, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Who, who has this... And you'll see, like sometimes, some men will immediately just, it's sad to say this, they will just withdraw completely. Other, sometimes women will do it. They'll become overwhelmed, overpowered. And then later on, when it comes into weddings or who's in charge, Christmases, funerals, then you see really 
the power structure. And you've been through all of this. You've been through the dating. You've been through how you handle arguments, uh, maybe a cousin, how they handle their workmates. And then you get to the finally, this is where I fit into the family. And that's critical because that tells you kind of the way you'll see things. See, one of the things people, a lot of times people don't realize, uh, a young man, for example, when he's first dating somebody, questions you'll be asking him later on, he'll look at you like, what are you talking about? Like, for example, if he said, how, how often does your, does your betrothed, your girlfriend, talk to her mother and sisters during the week? How many times? Are they always on the phone? Always on the phone or sometimes? It depends. Do they tell each other everything? Does your wife tell a certain... I never thought about that, really. Do you have some ritual you don't know about? Like, for example, every weekend you got to go see the family? Are you aware of that? Did they tell you about that? No. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, every me, every Italians do it sometimes, Italian-Americans. Every Sunday you got to go to Nonna's house or whatever, and you got to spend all day for this Sunday meal. Did they tell you about that? No. You didn't know that, did you? No. Oh. Well, they were saving that one for you. And that's how it happens on a regular basis. That's just that's just that's just a couple. And if you think, and if you, my father used to always just one time he told I, he didn't tell me, but he told somebody else. He says, you know, you don't you don't marry her, you marry your family, her family. And I thought that's interesting because sometimes, it's, and by the way, sometimes it's great. Most of the time, it's not even an issue. But the point I'm trying to make is every relationship, every family has, there's a structure there. It's say, like, yeah, you're theoretically the husband or you're theoretically the wife. But believe me, when it comes time for that kid, you know they want your child to be raised, uh, let's say, of a particular faith or they want you to convert. You know that, right? What? Oh, yeah, if you marry him or her, you got to convert. I got to convert. They never told me about that. Oh, they will. They're not going to tell you now. Every organization is like this. You go to a you go to a, a, a business and you say, "You see that secretary? Yes, yeah, she's in charge. She's the one who really runs the show. She she knows everything." Waiters and waitresses, waitresses in particular, have to realize: whatever you do, if you go, don't ever flirt with a man in front of his wife. And make sure that make sure that girlfriend or wife likes you because that's where your tip's coming. Because if you do... Now, why do I bring that up? Because I am a realist. I keep telling people this. It's a political thought, especially when it comes to, to, to foreign, foreign affairs. I'm a realist. I don't care about the way things are. means that... Or excuse me, excuse me, strike that. I don't care about how things should be. I don't care about the theories. I want to know how things are. Tell me the truth. Realism is wonderful. Realism will take you. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Realism is like the truth. You're really a realist. You don't. You don't realize you're a realist. And right now, as everybody's trying to figure out SVB. FTX, SBF, ESG, DEI, MOU, was it? And please, raise your right hand. Promise me you will never call these um, acronyms 
Those are abbreviations, initialisms. An acronym is something that is a word. Radar, scuba. You know what I mean? Uh, FBI is an initialism. It's an abbreviation. There's no word you get from that. NASDAQ is an acronym. If it's a name. You follow that? Don't say that. I heard people say this one time. You can't, some of the, some of the, there are certain things, certain mistakes you don't make. You don't understand this? You got this? You don't, you don't, okay, fine. Now, I was listening to something the other day, and I want to tell you something. When it comes to anything involving the banks, turn it off. Imagine something. I am in charge of this. I am the leader. I'm in the squad room. We are applying a realist look to this. We're trying to solve a crime. What's the first question we have here? Why did this happen, number one? Why did it happen? Now, why did it happen? Simple? Got it? Okay. Here's what people say right now on TV. What guest do we have for that? What, what guest do we have for why it happened? Well, I've got so-and-so. Oh, he's good. He's good. Did you know what he's talking about? I don't know. He's been on Fox. Ooh, Cudlow did him? Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, get him on. Good, I like that. Ooh. Who do we have on? Well, let's get someone. Excuse me. What are we trying to do here? We're trying to put on a show. Are you trying to answer the question? No. Really? No. We're TV. We're media. We have no interest in this. You're a policeman. You want to solve the, the crime. Well, let's assume we did. What's the first question? Why did this happen? Why? Number two, they're going to happen again. Think of it as a serial killer. Think of it as a serial killer. Is he on the loose? He's on the loose. These bank runs are on the loose. How do we stop this? How do we stop this? What are the, what are the, what are the, well, he seems to prey on such and such. That's what this is. Same way we look at a serial killer. Really? Yeah. Silicon Valley or independent banks or whatever. Okay, fine. What were some of the things? What are some of the characteristics? What does our victims look like? What do they look like? What does this look like? What do these people look like? It's an interesting question. I don't know. Never ask an economist. Never ask an economist. Remember one thing. Karl Popper said this. And basically the notion of pseudoscience. There's two things you can... And, I, and I'm really paraphrasing this, but I'm going to tell you this. There's two things in the world. Predicting and telling you why something happened. Actually, there's a third. What you have. Think about it in terms of being a physician, being a doctor. I use a lot of disease and pathology references. Imagine the following. Will you get it? What's happening next? Number two, what do you have, which is really the most important, and how'd you get it? So what do you have? How'd you get it? And will you get it again, or will it come back, or when will it end? So most important. Number one, diagnostic. Critical. Critical. Critical thinking. Critical. What do you have? Bank failure. Thank you. What is this called? Um, 
Governmental overregulation? Okay, good. What is this? Hyper uh, proactive. It's unnecessary. No need for that. You got to define what this thing is. This is the bank run. What is it? Well, it was a it was a one eighty five to one uh, debt to asset. Oh, very good, very good. That's that that's more of a that's more of a diagnostic. I like that. Now, second, why did you why did this happen? Where did this come from? Why is this? Why did this happen? And finally, will it happen again? How do we get rid of it? Okay. Karl Popper talked about two things. One in particular was Freudian psychology. And the reason why he didn't like it was the pseudoscience was because you can always change the facts. Why this happened? Oh, it's simple. See, I can always explain why something happened. Think about it. Anything. Why did it happen? It happened for a number of reasons. Low calcium, bad movies, and um, whatever. How do you know that? I don't. But disprove me. You can't. Freud, Freud was the best. Well, you see, Freudian always had a, a very interesting, as you can imagine, uh, kind of a lustful component to everything. And he always referred to edible this and that. And it's hard to disprove the guy. It's a theory. It's pseudoscience. What happened? I don't know. I can say whatever, whenever it wants. I can point to something. I can, I, I can point. Now, that's different than a cause of death. It's a different. And don't forget, cause of death and mode of death. The cause of death is, is you know, for example, heart attack or whatever it is. The mode or the style or the basis you can see is NASH. N-A-S-H. That's an acronym. Natural Accidental Suicide or Homicide. And unexplained. Okay. NASHU or... Nosh. Okay. You see where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going? Because this is where we are right now. And what we're seeing, what we're seeing is a group of people on television saying, I got to put on a TV show. I got to put a TV, I got to put a show on. I've got to have it. I've got to make sure it comports with the worldview of our audience. And I've got to change the reality so that what I say does not in any way violate your sense of what happens. So I either blame Trump, I blame Biden, I blame the Democrats, I blame the Republicans. I do whatever it is. I got to make sure whether that's true or not. I've got to make sure that my version of this comports and is consistent with world your worldview. Next, I have to know what I'm talking about. And the people who do not know what they're talking about are the economists. Remember, these aren't investment counselors. Economists. They are. They blend brutal. I'm just trying to say. Brutal and blatant, it came out. Brutant, anyway. Brutal, blatant reality with psychology. They, they can, you can see anything you want and be a psychologist or be an economist. You see anything. Everybody, have you noticed how everybody on TV says, you know, I was the one who predicted the solar eclipse. Well, I predicted Lehman. Well, I predicted, well, well, well I predicted the whole, the whole bond market. Well, I predicted in 2008. Well, I, did you really predict it? I sure did. When did you predict it? I, I, I did. Wait a minute. Do you have any way of proving you predicted it? Other people said it. You're not the only person who predicted it. Well, I didn't say I was the only person. I said I predicted it. Well, but you're on this TV show and you're saying you predicted something 
but other people predict it too. Didn't mean I didn't predict it. It just meant that I maybe was one of other people. Well, that changes it. Well, you never asked me. You never asked me whether I was the only person to predict it. You just, plus I made a deal with this newspaper. So, okay, you got that? Next, moral hazard. Have you heard this? Throw in moral hazard. When you don't know what to do, throw in moral hazard. You understand that? Moral hazard. It's one of those... I interviewed somebody one time who was in architecture, a Yale architecture professor. I said, do me a favor. This was a great question. I said, I want you to tell me what to do. I said, I want to... Imagine I'm standing with a bunch of your fellow architecture folks. And I want to react to a building or something. What do I say that makes, using the lingo, that makes them think like, boy, this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy's pretty good. Do you you hear the words he uses? That was good the way he said that. What should I say? And she said, oh, very good. Do this. I like the lines, clean lines. What else do you say? Tell me something that, use a lingo. Tell me how to say this in a way that, it was very good. Economists, say anything you want. You can say anything you want. Moral hazard. Moral hazard is a very simple concept. It's not even, it's not even economics. It's kind of like philosophy. You're not going to do things. Uh, carefully, if there's no chance of you getting hurt, if there's insurance. Think about that one for a moment. When there's a risk of you getting hurt, if I said, listen, do me a favor, you know your your seatbelts don't work. What? Your seatbelts don't work. They don't work. Okay, I want you to drive over to this place and get it fixed. You think you're going to drive more carefully? Yes, why? There's no seatbelts. If something happens, you can... Seatbelts, in a weird way, kind of increase and encourage speeding. In a weird way. Because it, it removes the hazard. In the old days, when you were a kid, and you were, and this was, remember, this was your father's, this was my, this was my father's seatbelt. We had no seatbelts. None. He put his arm out. That was it. He drove a little carefully. Careful. Am I making sense to you? Am I making sense to you? Just nod once for yes. And the next thing to say is, you cannot point to a reason why this happened, one in particular. And you cannot point to a reason that comports with a particular network's worldview. Let me stop right there. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Listen like you've never listened before. Let's talk about moral hazard. You do not want to be in the position right now when you said, you never want to be in the position where you say, why didn't I go to preparewithlionel.com and buy that emergency food when it wasn't an emergency? Why didn't I do this? Why did I say, well, I buy stuff that doesn't matter. I waste my money on things that I never use. I've got clothes I never wore. I've got stuff I... And I didn't buy emergency food. Because I thought, I don't want to. But look at what I buy. Look at this. this look, where I, look, look at this. Look. 
I've got thousands and thousands of dollars in stuff that I don't even need. Over the what was what was I thinking? It's not like this food from preparewithlionel.com is going to wear out. 25 year shelf life. Plus, they threw in an Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system, 280 buck value. They threw that in for free. I didn't do that. Water purification, gravity based, no plug in, no nothing. As as this is food and water during an emergency, and I didn't get it because I was thinking. Well, I don't need, I've got pickles in my buddy Sorrell's wife, whose real name was Fiona, in any event. I've got preparewithlionel.com, uh, preparewithlionel.com. It is that simple, okay? The next thing I want to tell you, as I've told you before, this is another one I get. This is, everybody loves, we love all of this talk about Oh, look at this in this country. And look at the, oh, this is so scary at what they're doing. And somebody comes along and says, you know what? There's something that is not necessarily man-made, this electromagnetic pulse, but could very well be the product of a solar coronal flare. What? It's called an EMP shield. It's, it's a country, it's a country, it's a business made in this, a product made in this country. Midwest, veteran-owned, read it. Oh, no. You see how people are? No. EMP, yeah. Did you ever hear of SVB before? No. Okay. Well, this makes SVB look like uh, uh, no big deal. All right? This, this, is, this, is, this is the part that I find fascinating. It's how people apportion threat. But well, and it's not even a question of cost or people have the money. There's no doubt about that. It's not that. It's just like because I don't. You, some people just do not want to ever feel like they have to act in their own good. It's like if they come upon it, if they figure it out, fine. Does that make any sense to you? EMP shield makes so much sense. It's not even funny. And if I can understand the psychology that is involved in people. Responding to threat, I have no earthly, I have no idea. None. Anyway. As I was saying before, economists, pseudoscience. Now, I know people don't like that. And I'm not saying it's really true. Milton Friedman was good. John Maynard Keynes. Lester Thoreau. Uh, go down the Paul Krugman. You, you can listen. One's right, one's wrong. But the biggest question that I have for you, and if I ask you this question, you're going to answer it in a one word because you're going to answer it because you're going to answer it to be cute. You're going to answer it in a way that is demonstrative to let the world know that you're there. And I understand this. I understand this. The question is simply this. Who runs this country? Who runs it? Now, if you went to Washington, if you could wake somebody up, anybody, in the middle of the night, Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter, and all of a sudden you woke up with a flashlight and you say, hey, psst, wake up. Was this your idea? No. Was this your idea? No. Whose idea was it? 
Uh, whose idea? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? Whose idea was this? This wasn't... Did you have constituents ask for this? No. Again, fill in the blank. Pick your favorite issue. Why are you? Why did your party or why did you or why did your caucus push this? Who runs the show? Where does this come from? Nobody can answer that question. Nobody. Nobody. You hear what I'm saying? Nobody can answer that question. And more importantly, if you ask somebody, are you afraid of people? Oh, no. Are you afraid that they may not vote? No. Do you ever consult with your constituents? No. Do you ever worry about what they have to say? Not really. How do you decide programs and how do you figure this thing out? It's very complicated. Well, who's who's running the show? Who's writing the script? Who? I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. And that is the issue of issues. And if you went on any TV show, if you went on any podcast, if you went on anyone, you said, answer my question. Lock the door. We're not getting out. You're not turning this off. You're not going to edit this. Who runs the show? I ask myself every single day. I'm trying to figure this out. And it could be, and I go back to what I'm saying before, Gustave Le Bon crowds, uh, aclocracies, uh, murmurations. Where is this coming from? Where is this? I just did something on my private channel, which is brutal. For lack of a better word, it's just brutal. And it tells you exactly what I, certain things that I'm seeing right now. And it's like something that I've never, I can't believe I'm even finding myself saying but I believe this. But it is not from mixed company. Lionelmedia.com is where I go. That's... And I'm not hearing anybody. I listened f- 30 seconds today. Uh, I don't even... I was listening to a Peter Robinson debate years ago between Christopher Hitchens, not even a debate, discuss me, Christopher Hitchens, Uncommon Knowledge, and William F. Buckley. Could not believe what I was listening to. I was listening to an old, well, an American Enterprise uh, lecture on uh, slouching towards Gomorrah. Robert Bork. I was listening to old, I was listening to old, you know who I was listening to is actually very interesting, is uh, John Lennon. And I was listening to his his idea of, because it was very simple then. It was war and it was peace and love and I thought that was very good. And I would love, and I'm sure his family, I'm sure Sean and Yoko and others would love to see it, but he'd be, what, 80? I don't know how old he'd be. But, but I would, right, he'd be 83, 80. I'd love to ask him, what do you think about this? And I think John Lennon would say, I I I don't I don't understand this exactly. It was oh so simple then. 
It was simple. Do you know what I'm saying? No, you don't. I know you don't. I can tell by the way you're looking at me. This is this is mind-boggling. You don't get it. And most people don't even think about it. You're missing the point. The world is so good in some respects. I get and have gotten for years Downbeat Magazine. Downbeat is a reference, is a reminder that the world of jazz is proliferating still. The music, music is better now. Music is, oh my God. It's so great. It's the greatest. It's the only thing I can think of. Uh, um, music. Food. Remember when we were kids? I can only speak for me. Growing up in the 60s, we had stuff like, remember Chunking? That was it. And this was, nobody really went, I mean, people went to eat, but they did, you know, the idea of gourmet and nobody. You know, we'd stay at home. Maybe you had a, maybe a chocolate cake. You had a, you had a jug of water. Now we got different bottles of water and different styles. They're, it's all the same as water, but still, it doesn't matter. Remember Chicken a la King? All those chicken fricassee, all these names. Very simple. Today, food is so prolific. It's better than ever. Oh my God, just go, what? Let me tell you a true story. I think I've told you this before. A friend of mine had a uh, relative from from um, Cuba. This was a 19... Uh, might have been the 80s, I think, maybe the 80s. Right, right around when Castro uh, opened up some of the visiting... In any event, this was their grandfather, Abuelo, or Abuelo. And this was a guy who lived in a, in a country where food was sparse. I mean, it was, he, he just, they, they, they hoarded potatoes, yucca and all that. They, they just did not know. Anyway. So they brought him here. He had never been to the United States. Never. So he's in Miami. No, Tampa. That area. Tampa. West Tampa. Anyway. So they bring him there. And he's in the car from the airport. Somehow, I don't know how he, and he's just, there's no decompression. Nobody even thought about this. So they told him, listen, we're going to stop by and we're going to go and get something for your food. And I think it was an, we, it was called an, an Albertsons. I don't know if they have them there. It's not even a, not even a, a Costco, just an Albertsons. It's a big store. Now this is a guy who hoarded potatoes and rummaged and didn't really have enough to eat. They walked in and nobody thought to keep an eye on him. They just didn't think. Yeah, they figured, we'll just pick up a few items and come home. Come on, and walk around. So he's walking around. He's got his hat, hat in hand, literally. He's looking. And he went, it just, he's first row. He cannot see the end of, the, of, of this first row, of this aisle, whatever. He can't even see the end. And this is just, I don't know what this is. When he went to the meat section, he started feeling like palpitations. Beef, chicken, pork, lamb, every kind of cut, family pack. And Albertsons, I don't know, but this was years ago. This was like precursor to this. Family pack, pork chops, 50s, you know, oh my God, cookout special, country spare ribs. Oh, Short end, loin, this, blah, blah, butt, Boston, butt, Boston, butt, 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 you name it. You want, you want food? We got marrow. Would you like some marrow? We got marrow for you. 
And he couldn't, he starts to feel, nobody's looking at him. Nobody's even, they're not even watching him because they're just trying to speed up, get the food and get the hell out. What got him the most, what got him the most, what destroyed him was the cookie section. That was it. Stelladoro, Pepperidge Farm, Milano's, I think the best ever. This mint, Nabisco, uh, uh, could, crackers, cookies, every Italian, this, he, they heard this noise and they said, what is that? They said, it sounds like, and he went, and he was convulsing. They had to get him out. He couldn't believe it. We take it for granted. It meant nothing to him. I mean, to us. After they finally get him calmed down and they're driving him home, they, they never even thought about it. As they're driving him home, as they're driving him home, he says, through his tears, you are so lucky to live in a city that has this store. Thinking it's the only store. The grandkid said, no, abuelo. That's just one. That's just one company. Look, there's another one. And another one. And he just... Okay. Luckily, thank God, we don't have that. The variety of food is just... And in New York, if you ever came to New York, people always give it a hard time. But if I said, okay... What kind of food do you like? Do you like Korean? Chinese? What kind of Chinese? Do you like do you like German? Brazilian? Peruvian? Chilean? Indian? What kind? Japanese? Brazilian? Ecuadorian? What do you like? I will take you not just to a a restaurant where the but I'll take you to little Ecuador, little Korea, little Little Italy, little. I will take you to Italy. I will take you to. You will see four, five, six. You will be in an, in a neighborhood where you get to hear the language, and you can go to the bakery. You will hear and see food and culture like you cannot believe. And if you really are feeling good, we're going to take you out to Jersey, and wow, you're going to see stuff you can't believe. That's wonderful. Music is wonderful. Things are great. So don't ever let anybody kid you. There are some things that we do. We, we always talk about, well, social media. GPS is the greatest thing anybody's ever seen. I can answer questions. I can order online. No, no, stop it. Stop it. Government, we will never like government. I appreciate that. But the question that nobody can answer and the question that we could answer then, but not so much now, is who runs the show? Who really is in charge? Is it local? Is it domestic? Is it international? Is it, a, is it an NGO? Is it supranational? Who makes decisions? Who considers? Where does policy come from? Where is this? Wh- That's the issue. It's the issue that is the most critical And nobody is ever going to ask it on any show because that presumes that they're not in control. 
and you will never let anybody on TV ever say anything to you, well, we're not in control. You'll never hear anybody on TV say, oh, no, no, well, that's a, oh, no, no, we're in control, oh, no, and I'm in control, and I know what's going on. No, you don't. No, you don't. It'd be like me calling a cricket game. It's like if somebody called me in the booth, listen, the, uh, the announcer for the cricket team, he just, he just, he had to leave. Can you take over? Yeah, sure, I can do it. Well, that guy with, uh, he's got that big, big stick, they call it a bat, what's that called, a bat, a, a bat? And a wicket, is that what you call it? And he hit this ball, and he's, uh, he's running around there, and I don't know what he's doing. That's that's what today's political commentary is. It's, it's like me calling a cricket game. They have no idea. An economist, the worst of them all. The worst. It's pseudoscience. They're in the past trying to explain, well, the reason for that is, excuse me, well, the reason why you have a hard time making friends is because of a catastrophic event when you were a kid because you have issues with your father. What? Oh, yeah. Prove me wrong. I'm a psychiatrist. I'm Freudian. I can say whatever I want. Okay. It's tough in medicine if a pathologist holds something up and says, you got a broken leg. How did I get this? I don't know. You broke it. Yeah, but how did I break it? I don't know. How did this neoplasm start? I don't know. Where did this come from? I don't know. But I can tell you what you've got. I don't know. I, I, you know. Uh, now, how do I keep this from getting again? I don't know. What do I do in the future? I don't know. What's my likelihood? I don't know. You watch and you listen today. Ask yourself. Remember. Remember, when you're watching TV, if you're watching cable, if you're, if, if you're reading something, if you're with friends, stop whatever you're watching or reading for a moment to see. Now, what did he just say? What did he just say? What did we just learn? I don't know. What did he just say? I don't. What was it? I don't know. What did he mean? I don't know what he meant. I have no idea. I have no clue. I th- it's funny. Okay, let's, let's pick up where he left off. Here's the next sentence he said. What does that mean? What have you learned from this? When you look at it this way, it's the most incredible. It, 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 it is absolutely the most incredible amount of not misinformation, disinformation, that information. It's just non-information. It's just, it's nothing. Now, on the lighter, better, and more wonderful note, let's talk about something so important. Number one, you go to this link right now, and you get your Z-Stack, and you just do my do your stuff. Take your Z-Stack. Why? Oh, I don't know. Vitamin C, zinc, D3, and quercetin, which is a flavonoid, which is one of those wonderful antioxidants, anti-inflammatories that are a part of this. Because remember what's inflammation. Inflammation. People think inflammation, they think, well, whatever. When you talk about endothelial health in particular, inflammation. And what, what is so important for that? What is so critical? Anti-inflammatories and antioxidants. And quercetin, flavonoids, there it is. Read it. Use this link. Click read for yourself. I'm not making this up. I'm no doctor. But just like sometimes there are some medical conditions that we can all say, say, I think she's pregnant. I think he's dead. I'm no expert. Well, sometimes I'm aware of certain things too. And I think from what I've read, I can refer them to you. So that's why go to this particular link and you are so much smarter. And speaking of so much smarter, our friends 
at MyPillow. MyPillow.com right now. They're our sponsor and we thank them. You can call 800-645-4965 if you are so inclined. But go to go to uh, promo code Lionel, MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, and f- figure out and read, 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 read this. Look at this. I'm, I, how many times do people just say, here, go, look. But the temperature of... The temperature regulating pillows. I think that's the most beautiful thing in the world. That is so brilliant. See for yourself. The state of the art, it's like NASA. It's like DARPA for pillows. Okay? Okay. Now, my friends, this is the most important thing for you to understand. Remember this question. I want you to ask all your friends, who runs the show? Locally? Internally? Externally, who? Who runs the world? Is it the UN? Is it the what? Who run? Whenever there is a, a promotion, any kind of a program that is being postulated or promoted by the government, who is behind this? Who is asking for this? And then it will hit you. And I don't know where you'll be. And I don't know... At one point, you're going to realize what you're going to say, oh my God, he's right. I don't think they know what they're talking about. I don't think they know what they're talking about. Be, be microscopic with when you listen to people. Be my, ask them, well, what does that mean exactly? How do you know this? And nobody else knows this. Why is it that nobody took your advice? Why are there no breaking systems? No, no, um, any um, fuses that are tripped? Thank you, Sarah. Hit that like button and please subscribe to this. Hit that like button. Why are there no circuit breakers? How was this allowed to exist? Where were you? This film you're showing is six months to a year old. You didn't bring this up. What are you talking about? And my favorite is economy shows. They will throw so much. Not 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 economy shows. Um, business, uh, finances. They will throw so much at you. I have no idea what they're talking about. Especially numbers. Well, you supply size, well, you know, GDP, the GPU, GPU, the SPU, the NAACP, and the NSFL, and the uh, and the M- MLB. And there was NASDAQ and the FDIC. When you put that in, you, if you're there with uh, the WMOUSA, and, and, and they'll throw it to you and they'll say, pretty good, huh? Boy, that guy knows what he's talking about, doesn't he? He knows what he's talking about. And I'm just thinking to myself, why is this on the air? I don't know. Because we don't know what he's saying. And that... That's a sign that must be good. So you have a great and a glorious day, my friend. You think about this. You think about what I'm saying. And please, when, I'm, when we're done, do not, do not, do not, do not waste your time and do not put yourself in the position of asking yourself over and over again, well, no, ask, ask, why are people doing this? Why are people doing this? Why are they saying this? Who is in charge? How? What is being done to prevent this situation from happening again? 
I've read something very interesting, which is very, very, very interesting and fascinating. And you know what it said? I'll tell you what it said. It said one time that somebody was getting a stent, and I was reading something, stents and angioplasties. And they have this idea that, well, I'll do great white. Well, they have some blockage, and they opened it up. Okay. And I read the article, and what I read, which was so fascinating, which I thought was interesting, and it said that more than not, more, more likely than not, this was just one of many, many, many problems that exist all over the place. That you're not going to have one one blockage here. It's not a a a one vessel line or two. It's everywhere. I never thought about that. And the reason why people are saying, "Well, how come uh, problems aren't necessarily corrected with this?" is because if you have one of these, you have multiple problems, occlusions, inflammations, atherosclerotic, what have you. And I never thought about that. So when you have a problem with bank A, ask yourself, is this the only one? No. What other problems are there? You'll very rarely see, sometimes, you might, you'll see multiple burglaries in an area. Burglars love to say, well, if that one worked, okay. You know what? This is a good place. It's quiet. So the question that people should be asking are the least likely to be on TV because that's not what, how do we say, that's not what folks are trying to, what's the word? That's not what folks are trying to uh, promote for their TV shows, especially with the plight of uh, cable news as we speak. All right, my friends. Listen, you have a great and a glorious day. Don't ever change the mean that sincerely. See you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Don't forget to follow Lynn's org. Follow that. Go check her out. Check that out. And also, very quickly, I want you to make sure you follow me on Twitter. Oh, my Twitter yesterday. Did you see what happened with that? It blew up. Do you know why? Well, you gotta, you got to read for yourself. I asked a very interesting question which some people apparently thought was rather, oh, dare I say, piquant. And I will leave it at that. Here's Mrs. L's um, Twitter account. Please follow it as well. Right there. All right, my friends. See you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, as I always end, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue ya. Da-da.